0: Well, hello and welcome to Travel Writers Radio. I'm your host, Graham Kemlo, bringing you authentic, independent stories about the people behind the food, wine, lifestyle and travel experiences that you can enjoy around the world and around the corner. There are no influencers here, just storytellers, journalists, members of Pallet, the Professional Association of Lifestyle and Travel Writers. We're here on Jair Wednesdays from 5pm to 7pm, and as usual, my co host tonight is Rita Ehrlich. Hi, Rita.
1: Hi, Graham. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us.
0: Rita, there's an interesting development down in the Docklands. You know, that's had a sort of a checkered history. Yes. Well, there is a $750 million Twin Tower project in Melbourne's Docklands by Walker Corporation. It's now one step closer, following a recommendation to the Planning Minister here in Victoria. The project's been controversial because it includes the historic number two goods shed. Now, originally this is a 385 metre long shed, a railway shed, and it was listed as the largest in Australia. It was built in 1889. Now, Walker has got Collins Square in this area, which is described as the New York end of Collins Street. Looks like the whole city's been divided into the streets of Manhattan uh, or Paris, Rita. But um, Mm -hmm. effectively, this is a city block adjacent to the Southern Cross Travel and Marble Stadium, if you know that, and it's behind the Age Building there off Spencer Street. Now, in an earlier city development, when Collins Street was extended over the uh, the railway yards towards Docklands, about 20% of this historic goods shed was removed, and then the remainder was renovated. Nicely, I must say. Now the developers want to remove more than 40% of the historic building against objections of the heritage organisations, including Heritage Victoria and the National Trust. Plans are that the remainder of the shed will join into two 46-storey towers, mostly commercial office space, but also housing event spaces and an education centre, and then the good shed will house itself, down on the ground floor, will house a retail precinct. Architects Bates Smart, well known in this town, have drawn up the plans and produced a render of the site with the shed against the steel and glass towers. Now we'll show that on our SoundCloud site, so if you want to look at that you can. A body known as the Future Melbourne Committee has recommended the project be allowed to proceed. It's going to create nearly a quarter of a million square metres Built above a 10,000 square metre retail area. So it's obviously going up fairly high, 46 stories. In representations to this particular committee, Walker Corporation estimated about $3 billion a year would be added to Melbourne's economy and the office space would house 12,750 workers. Now Walker stated it wants to build a city within a city and the existing Collins Square Towers already include expensive meetings at event spaces despite being within walking distance of Melbourne's exhibition and convention centre. It also includes an organisation providing shared office space on demand. So the plans for the two new towers include sky lobbies, concierge, end of trip facilities. Now if you've got to think uh, people riding to work need change rooms, lockers, bicycle racks, so there's about 500 bike racks, in the bottom of this building, in the planning stage. Anyway, in making a final decision on the planning application, it's understood that the State Minister here does take heritage matters into account. We can only hope, Rita.
1: Well, it's interesting. I remember when Barry Humphreys used to refer to that end of the city as the Port Said end of town.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Rita, what's on uh, our show tonight? Tonight, um, we've
1: got good things as always. Belinda Jackson speaks with the Area Vice President of Marriott International, Sean Hunt, about the latest hotel to open from his group in Melbourne, Le Meridian, a five-star property overlooking our politicians at the top end of Burke Street. It's the 11th hotel from Marriott to open in Melbourne, and Sean Hunt reckons they could open another 10 hotels in Melbourne. An unusual story from our Carolyn Jasinski, who's going out back shortly, but was convinced by and wants to play it safe. Firstly, by getting a personal location beacon. After a four-wheel driving course in South Australia, particularly the track known as the Boob Shaker, Caroline also reckons she'll need more supportive clothing for the adventure. You speak with our Bali correspondent, Suzanne Hart, and it seems Vladimir Putin is not the only Russian on the outer, as Balinese authorities, disturbed by the poor behaviour of some foreigners, deport some Russians, and that the island's governor warns the visa on arrival may be cancelled for Russian visitors. There's also a warning for Australians caught riding scooters without appropriate protective clothing. Sydney reporter Helen Hayes wondered, as we did, what's the difference between Hollywood and West Hollywood, apart from a few degrees on the compass? Well, as Helen discovered, West Hollywood is between the studios, the industry of Hollywood and the walled mansions of Beverly Hills. And this is apparently the place to stay because it's the centre of Los Angeles and you don't need a rental car to get around. The show that precedes our Sanjay Air is hosted by David Schulberg and David and his wife are in a difficult bind and could be potentially stranded in Dubai by a cruise line. They bought a 20-day cruise with MSC Cruises but now find... MSC is insisting on a supervised PCR test for COVID. Should either of them fail, they won't be allowed to board their cruise, which starts in Dubai, and that's something that's not covered by COVID insurance. This is a different rule from other cruise lines that will accept a rat test. Some cruise lines, as Caroline Juszinski explained last week, will accept a time-dated photo of a rat test. David explains the situation to Graham in a warning to cruise
0: passengers. Yes, it's an interesting story, Rita. And further to our stories on the true cost of running a city restaurant over recent weeks, I speak with Sydney restaurateur Ross Lusted of Woodcut. This is the restaurant that opened when Crown Tower Sydney opened about 18 months ago, and it has a dress circle position on the harbour at Barangaroo. As the name suggests, it cooks using wood, ironbark to be precise, which gives a light smoky flavour to the steaks, not the most expensive steak you can buy in Sydney. That's all coming up now on Travel Writers Radio here on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.